In today's episode of Scoreboard, we have a very special guest, Sam, to talk about soccer. We also talk about the NBA and the big men, and if they are coming back. We discuss the Hornets and much more. Let's do it. So, Saxon, how do you feel about the big men in the NBA right now? Uh, I think the big men are making a comeback after the small ball warriors era sort of ended uh-huh. with KD going to the Nets. A lot of, uh, I think, I for me, two of the big men are in the MVP conversation for the season. I would say Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid. Yeah, I think which are, too. Yeah, driving their team. And one can argue, not MVP, but not MVP level, but Rudy Gobert has been playing really well and Jazz yes. are number one on in the West. Is So definitely the, the big men are coming back. Do you think they have a good chance like winning the MVP? They are in the MVP talk. I think they're in the top 10 yes. when it comes to MVP uh, this I, year. I think a lot of the MVP voting depends on how the media sees it and i know it's like kind of a biased thing like it about it's about like kind of hype plays into it as well as you know playing record uh i think with yoke for Jokic is going to be difficult he's playing really really well and he's carrying the team basically but i think the nuggets as a team are not playing that well and i they are like bottom of the playoff contention i think they are like ninth or tenth right now mm-hmm. uh, uh so it's going to be hard for Jokic. Uh, as as good as you are playing individually, you have to play. Your team needs to play better. Yeah, you know. So, so I think that that the team success um, correlates a lot with you being the MVP in the season. But I think I would put Joel Embiid as the front runner right now to win uh, the MVP because, like, with with Doc Rivers, obviously, like their offense, he has like turned their offense around the way they play now, and a lot of that goes through Joel. And he's he's a, he's a humongous presence in the paint, with his size and his you know his the way he plays and uh, they they just have a good team. They have they have Tobias Harris who's a good shooter. They have Seth Curry who's a good shooter. They have Danny Green who's a hit or miss, but he can make some <laughs> yeah, shots sometimes. You're right. Yeah, he, he must a lot, <laughs> but sometimes you know he 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 is good enough that he can like take the players away from Joel Embiid. Yeah. Well, I, when they are when they are defending. So, yeah, he has he's been getting a lot of open spaces which he wasn't getting in the last few seasons and he is playing to his full potential with Doc Rivers, I think. Yeah, I agree with all your takes uh, when it comes to both of these players. Uh, but highly favorite I was I agree with you Joel Embiid. He's just a dominant yeah. force. He plays inside and out, also make his teammates around him better compared to Nokic. I think he's carrying all the loads on his shoulder. Murray have not showed up, shown up this season, in my opinion, haven't showed up. Um, so, yeah, mm. I would have Joe Embiid at top. But the little bias in me will put LeBron. The man is 36 right. years old, <laughs> and he is carrying right. the Lakers on his shoulders while AD is out dealing with his injuries. And LeBron's also making his players, I mean, his teammates around him better. So, right. It's going to be hard, but I will, me as a fan of yeah. big men, sinners, 
I would I would love to see Embiid win it because the last I think the last big man who won it was like Tim Duncan or Shaq. Yeah, yeah, and Tim Duncan it was a four, so still big. Yeah, he played as a, more as a his game was more as a five, but yeah. you know technically, so Shaq and Tim Duncan, which is pretty like ways off, like far away, mm-hmm. so it's it would be good. Yeah, but would you... I I think that yeah no, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was gonna say when you talk about politics. He's right. he's most likely not gonna win because it's you know you got the fans the media love LeBron and you, the whole goat talk you know the the old man carrying the team like how Tom Brady was the spotlight last couple of weeks ago yeah so age plays a factor in LeBron's favor of him getting those right. votes and also people feel like he got robbed last year so right yeah, it's gonna be interesting yeah, to see the, who's gonna I, win yeah. I feel that, like, for me personally, I don't put age as a consideration, like, if I had to put my vote, because I think it's unfair for the younger folks to win. I think the same thing happens in soccer, where, like, people compare, oh, like, Messi and Ronaldo are playing such a high level at 35. But, like, Mbappe is also playing really well. So, like, I th- I feel that it's unfair to the to the older, to the younger generation players to even though they're like playing better, like I would say like pound for pound Embiid is playing better than LeBron right now. But if you consider LeBron being 36, then you you say, oh yeah, LeBron is playing like really well. And like, you know, LeBron is in the conversation. So I don't weigh age as much because mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair to consider it because it's like a line that we have said, right? Like, oh, 35 is when uh, an athlete is old, mm-hmm. quote unquote. But like, I don't think LeBron has changed much in the last two, three years as a player. So it it is like a very individual thing and in how someone takes care of his body or his or her body as an athlete so i personally don't think age should be considered but i i think you're right that media definitely considers that and yeah. it's hard to beat lebron in this way when you know embiid has been you know playing well but not it obviously doesn't have the same kind of thing like uh, lebron is like 10 years or so older than him and mm-hmm. he has also been carrying the lakers but i would say that though it would be interesting to see how the lakers play until ad comes back because yes. that would be the real test of how lebron has been able to carry the lakers in his absence and now shooter is out as well for some games yeah and it showed i think the shooter in um Anthony Davis come uh, being out of the lineup. Other players have to step up. Kuzma has been a, he's been doing a good job. He don't put that much points mm. on the board, but his defensive presence mm-hmm. is a big factor in the Lakers this season. And I see it. Mm-hmm. And I, I see him improving. I will say uh, Caruso, another person who don't put points on the board, but his defensive play, um, um, presence on the field, I mean on the court, it shows. Mm. He stops. He comes in. Uh, and I think another one. Uh, Monte Harris, he he has to show up because he takes more um, he takes more of the beating compared to Marcus Saul, who's you know haven't been right. doing that much for me this season. <laughs> yeah, the thing with Harold is that it's hard to have him on the floor without a rim protector, and since AD is not there, uh, he is not a defender at all. Like he's like a small forward in size, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Without AD, his like defensive um, um, liabilities really come into the limelight because he cannot protect the rim in the same way. So like if you notice in the last game against the Nets, Lakers put Markeef at number five. There was one of the the set that they run where they put LeBron at four, Markeef at five, and I think Kuzma Caruso and 
one more guard. I think KCP was on the floor with them. Oh, Cook. In that lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cook, yeah. And they, they that was like the best defensive lineup on the game for that night for the Lakers. And that's because like Markeef can protect the rim better than Montrez. Mm-hmm. Not as good as AD, but definitely like... And Markeef is not even a center, you know. And Montrez is listed as a center. So I think that what you said about uh, Gasol, like... His uh, performance has been mediocre or like below average. I would say like even though his role is not like a defensive role, I would still think like he has not been like passing at that high level as well. Like I have been one of his advocates of like his point center mm-hmm. role. When like LeBron sits, he can be the playmaker in the team and, you know, facilitate the offense. Like I haven't seen him that much, him doing that much as well. So yeah, I agree with what you said about like the Lakers, you know, lacking in the paint mm-hmm. <laughs> that's i think that's the reason why montrez has not been playing that much mm. I'll, I'll like to go switch back to denver what do you think they need to do to help out Jokic? so it'll probably help him in the mvp um voting if somehow another right. player could spark you yeah. know come off i'll say to get you know less yeah. load on him right I think the best thing that the Denver Nuggets can do right now, and they have some cash after uh, uh, trading away Jeremy Grant, uh, is to sign Bradley Beal. I think Bradley Beal is a great fit for the Nuggets. He, I, I, I do feel that Jamal Murray's bubble performance was a fluke. I don't think he is a star athlete. I think he's a very good player, but I don't think he is in the conversation of being a star player along with someone like Jokic. Mm-hmm. So I think they need to pass that mantle to someone else along with Jokic. And I think Bradley Beal can be that guy if he wants to get traded, which is a different story. <laughs> they would have a great guard. They would have a good offensive shooter, shooting guard. Like, cause Jamal Murray is more of a slasher than he's a shooter. He's a scorer. And I think Bradley Beal can pull defenses away from Jokic when they double him because he Bradley Beal is a massive offensive threat from the three-point line. And yeah, I think that is someone that can help them because they have that hole when Jeremy Grant left for the Pistons. And they were not able... Like, they play Michael Porter Jr., but he's he's, de- he's a defensive liability as well. Yeah. So He's like a, he's like a sour patch kid. Sometimes he's hot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's cold and hot. So, yeah. 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 That's, yeah, that's a good take. I agree with everything you said, but Bill's not going anywhere. I feel like he's there for right. the whole haul in, in Washington. Speaking of the East, uh exciting team, the Charlotte Hornets, still they dropped in um dropped in the standings in the East due to, you know, COVID protocol. So they haven't played that much games. But that team is very excited to watch with the hand of the rookie Lamila Ball. How do you feel about that team? Right. Yeah, I think one of the things is that uh uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves screwed up another number one pick. Uh, they picked. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they had the first pick and they picked Anthony yeah. Edwards, which who's he's playing decent as well. But I don't think he's playing to the level of Lamelo Ball. Mm-hmm. I think they just tried to avoid the overlap that would have happened with D'Angelo Russell. Being, and look how that you know, turned out. On. He's yeah. out for the whole season. <laughs> yeah, but coming back to the Hornets, I think Lamelo has been balling. Uh, uh, and especially with like Terry Rogier, like yes. I'm really surprised. Like they both of them have been playing so well, and they're like the point guards of the team. So like both of them sharing the load and like being like playing at a high level and scoring a lot, assisting a lot. I think it has been really well for them. I do think that they are a piece or two 
behind like they need a piece or two to be that like contender in the east like you know mm-hmm. i agree like a a difficult team for the other teams yeah you see basically they need another veteran presence besides gordon hayward they just need someone else to push them harder uh because right. i feel like if they could find a strong center and a four a power forward i think those two yeah. pieces they'll be solid in the East. But then again, I don't want them to trade away pieces because it's a young team. I feel like with more chemistry, yeah. more games on their belt, they'll be a solid team. They remind me of like there's OKC a, in the early days. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. There's a there's a rumor. I don't know if this will happen or not, but I think there are talks of like Clippers uh, trying to get Roger. Oh, no. Because they're also lacking a point guard in their team. So... I don't know. I feel like Tr- Rosier is happy. He he gets play. He gets minutes. He gets he gets his points up. He's very involved yeah. in the lineup. Uh, no, I I feel like he should stay in the East. Uh, going to West, I feel like it might expose some weakness that we don't know about him. So <laughs> yeah. it might hurt him in the long run. I think the East is a perfect yeah. place for him. Uh, for me, I will tell him to stay. And who wants yeah, to come in, join the Clippers? In the East, yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. I think. I don't think East Eastern Conference is not not that good defensively. Like even the Nets and all, mm-hmm. like they don't really defend. So it's hard to it's hard to um, be like a complete. Like it's hard to judge how he would be in the West without him actually playing in the West. But I, I agree with that. Yeah. Nice. Well, it's excited to see how these teams line up and how they end towards the end of the season. So yeah. 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 For sure. All right, I'm not going to pretend like I know much about soccer. So I have my good friend Sam to talk with the, about the Champions League. How's it going, Sam? How you doing? I'm doing well. All right. How do you guys feel about the Barcelona game against PSG? I want to hear so much about that. Oh, well, the Champions League. Man, that was that was interesting. Yeah, I, I'm excited to hear Sam about well, Barcelona it, it, specifically. It's, 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 ru- it's rougher for Barcelona fans, I think. <laughs> oh, you know, man. I mean, I mean, I don't know how much you want me to go in on Barcelona <laughs> right now, but but uh, you know, I mean, you know, I thought I think uh, you know Barcelona has been kind of downhill for the past couple of seasons. You know, just the team building yeah. has been so poor, and I think it really kind of came out in this match. Like, maybe not quite as bad as last season, but I don't. We won't bring that up. Yeah. Um, you know, I think when people, when they made this draw, like PSG is going to play Barcelona when that was determined, I think people thought that PSG would win quite easily. And then, uh, Mm. but then, you know, Neymar got quote unquote injured or maybe went to his sister's birthday party. I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you guys have heard, heard about this, but if not, you should, you should look this up. What's, what's going on? So, so tell us what's going on with Neymar. Well, there's this kind of internet rumor that he's got a weird relationship with his sister because every year, like PSG plays in the quarterfinals this round, Neymar is always injured and he goes back to Brazil and celebrates his sister's uh, birthday. And uh, there's all the, there's all these these pictures of them together, and they're a little too close for brother and sister. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, is it like Billy Eilish and her brother. Uh, I don't. I'm not familiar with that one, but it's it's <laughs> Brazilians are are very you know very warm people. They really like to to be warm to each other. But I think even they're like, that's a little weird. So there's kind of a lot of internet jokes, jokes about this one, but you know, they, they Neymar wasn't playing. Di Maria wasn't playing. Obviously Di Maria is not as important, but on Di Maria, but it's still a loss. 
And then, you know, PSG has been terrible in League One. I mean, they're, they're as of talking, they're third. Um, I mean, only right. one point behind, so it's not like a disaster, but they're not, they're not playing up to their standards. And people thought, oh, and, you know, Barcelona was really putting it together over their Christmas break. They got some good wins. Mm. Uh, they, they picked up their form. And so I think people thought, oh, man, maybe it's even with the injuries and stuff. And, well, unfortunately, uh, for, your, for your Barcelona <laughs> boys, uh, they lost 4-1. <laughs> Uh, to yeah. they lost four one in Barcelona, so in, uh, yeah. it was. And I mean, it's got to be rough to watch if you're if you're a Barcelona fan. I mean, partially just not even just for the result, but for the way the team's played. Right. Because uh, speaking in kind of a big picture, not right. uh, Mbappe is very. What I mean by that is is uh, Mbappe is the best ball progressor, so he's the best guy moving the ball up the pitch from the midfield to the attacking right. third, and then he's also the best best scorer that's on the pitch. And so obviously, like at a micro, at a granular level, obviously Messi and Mbappe have different games. Like I'm not saying they're the exact same or anything, mm-hmm. but they, they're very similar in that way. And you can see how, if you watch the match, you see how PSG is set up to allow Mbappe right. to succeed in that way. And right. Barcelona is not. And obviously, you know, you got to say that, I mean, Mbappe, I think is, he's younger. So he's a little, like Messi doesn't have the same pace that he used to have. And right. He, Right. And everything. So, so, you know, you can't blame him. He doesn't have the same energy. And that's understandable. Messi's in his 30s. Mbappe is 21 or 22. It's right. scary. Right. But still, you see how, you know, with guys like Verratti and Idrissa Gay, however you say, I might have mispronounced his name, but, you know, that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, PSG have the balance to to allow Mbappe to really express himself, whereas Barcelona is right. like, here, Messi, do everything. And <laughs> well, we're not going to give you the structure right. to do that, you know? And yeah. so... And I mean, even in that, you know, that treble season, I mean, he really had that structure and he hasn't really had that structure since. And I think the, it must be really depressing for Barcelona fans to watch. Yeah, it has been for the last four years. The The rebuild has not been going the same way as people expected it to be. And that is attributed to the signings yeah. of basically the same similar overlapping positions as Messi with Coutinho, which helped in rebuilding yeah. Liverpool completely. And yeah. <laughs> Um, Griezmann's transfer as well. Griezmann has been okay in this year, but and I think the one position we lack, we as in Barcelona lack significantly is uh, the centre back. I think Longley is probably the worst um, centre back in football in like the big big leagues, like top four teams in all the big uh, leagues. And uh, PK is PK, so there's you know nothing to be said about. PK. I mean, and and, and PK. I mean, this match even PK hadn't played in three months, something like this. Yeah, and then so, I mean, this is something. Yeah, he is trash, but like, who else can we play, right? Like, who yeah. we have like Or Guzola and some like Ar- Arjualo from like Liala Masia, and they are they are yeah. not equipped to like they they can't like handle Mbappe and you know one on one with with them. So Serginio Dest was on Mbappe on the on the on the on the wings, and he did okay for his his role. But yeah, but Serginio Des is not a shutdown defender. Yeah, you know he's, he's not. A, he's, he's more not, of an attacking fullback. Yeah, he's an attacking fullback. He's not a guy you're going to rely to shut down a guy like right. Mbappe. Frankly, yeah, yeah, I don't for think sure. that's that's fair to ask him right. to do because that's not his skill. right. Yeah, so so it's gonna be, it's gonna be terrible. I I think it the silver lining was it wasn't as bad as Bayern and and Liverpool and Roma sort of thing, but yeah, it's just. It's just going downhill. Like we lost to Liverpool in the semis, and then we lost to like Bayern in the quarters, and then now it's PSG in the round of sixteen. So it's just going yeah. like <laughs> worse and worse. 
Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's sad to see. I mean, Bartomeu has been pretty abject since the yeah. since was the, the treble in 2015. I mean, you know, but I mean, ultimately, I think the thing that really screwed Barcelona over was Neymar leaving. And it's a. I mean, even right. with all the money they got, how do you replace that guy? You know, yeah. I mean, he 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 was he was a succession plan, which was a smart succession plan, and then yeah. it blew up in their face, and they haven't been able to recover. Yeah, it was the it was his throne for the taking. He just had to be patient. Yeah, but that didn't figure out. How? What do you think of the Liverpool Leipzig game? I mean, I I thought, you know, I mean, I thought this game actually. I know it finished two zero to Liverpool, even right. though it was away. I mean, it was in Hungary technically because of COVID restrictions, right? Uh, and but it was technically Liverpool's the away team, so now they have two away goals, so it's pretty good for them. I actually think it was a pretty even match. Ultimately, um, I thought actually Leipzig actually had a decent plan, and they—they're basically their only risk was playing three at the back, which to go up against Liverpool's front three, which is right. not as good as previous seasons, but is still pretty scary. And right. then they made two dumb, dumb, dumb defensive errors <laughs> where right. Sabitzer uh, passes the ball to Salah, Mohamed Salah, just right in front of the uh, Leipzig net. Well, that's that's probably going to end one way with a goal. And then uh, Upa Mankano, who's actually considered one of the best young center backs in the world, he just right. whiffs on a clearance and then Mane is free. And, and yeah. that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. And, and so, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, and then you also had, but I mean, even Liverpool, you probably had Curtis Jones had, had a pretty good match in midfield uh, to really, it was really all over the place. Uh, if you look at some of the touch maps and the heat maps, he was all over the place. Right. And, you know, and so, it was a surprisingly even. I mean, I, I, and but except for the mistakes, and so I think Leipzig right. just has to know that they made mistakes. And I, it's ultimately that tie is probably over. I don't, I don't see them crawling that back. Yeah, Leipzig does not have a good offensive um, talent around them now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially after Werner, since you know, like yeah. So that that'd be interesting. The reason I wanted to get into Liverpool is because mm. of the I've I've seen this like sudden downhill of Liverpool, like whether mm. it's in the Premier League or like the quality of games to me has not been the same. So what what exactly is going on there with Liverpool in the Premier League and you know overall? So this is gonna sound a little counterintuitive. I actually think they're not doing that bad. The problem is is they lost all of their center backs. Right. So um, I don't know if you saw. So early in the season, they lost Van Dyke, which is arguably the most right. important player. And he was mm -hmm. definitely basically the catalyst to the Champions League win and then the Premier League right. win the following season. Uh, I don't know if you saw the tackle, but it is probably one of the 15, 20 worst tackles I've ever seen in football uh, by Jordan mm -hmm. Pickford of Everton, who ironically is their rival. Right. Uh, despite this being one of the worst tackles I've ever seen that almost could have taken his leg off, there was right. no no card, no punishment because it was right. after the whistle. And so the ref didn't call violent conduct or anything. It was really one of the strangest things. But it's <laughs> and really he tore his though. ACL. Yeah, and he's out ACL. for the whole... Yeah. I think, I believe so. And he's out for the entire season. I mean, it, it, if I would, uh, you know, viewer discretion advised if you want to look this up, but it's pretty brutal. Right. Um, okay. And then, and so they lose Van Dyke, which which has all these, which really is, is a huge loss because, I mean, he's an irreplaceable player, probably the best center back in the world at this, yeah. at this moment. Right. Um, yeah. But then on top of that, they have two other recognized full-time center backs, and that's Joel Matip and Joe Gomez. Well, they're both gone too. Right. 
not as severely, right. but they're also not as, not in as, as really ridiculous incidents or unlucky incidents, but they also lost both right. of them. And, uh, and so now they don't have barely any recognized right. center backs. Uh, and so they had to move uh, their, their started two of their starting midfielders to center back. So Fabinho and Jordan Henderson. Well, oh, I see. Uh, Fabinho right. is now out for the season. And, uh, and uh, today Henderson left the Everton match uh, injured. So that's two, two more guys. <laughs> two more wow. guys gone. So this, 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 so, you know, I joked to my Liverpool supporting friends. I mean, you, you, you know, you got your cleats, you, you're going to suit up for Liverpool because they keep, yeah, they keep, they, they, they keep, they, they keep yeah. running out of, they keep running out of guys. And, and it's just, it's, right. it's a really, it's really ridiculous. And so I think, you know, if you, if you don't, if you lose your center backs, that's a huge problem. And I think it's right. also really important to notice that, uh, recognize how that affects the rest of the team. So uh, Trent Alexander Arnold, who plays on the plays, I believe plays on the right wing, and so he plays kind of next right. to Van Dyke. And, and Van Dyke's defense covers a lot because Alexander Arnold is one of the best pa- best defense uh, right. Uh, right back passers in the game. So he really right. progresses the ball, and it allows Liverpool to do other things right. in midfield besides passing. And right. so, but but Trent Alexander Arnold is a quite poor defender. He's not that good. Yeah, uh, right. and so he quite routinely gets turned. Teams really target him. But if you got Van Dyke there to clean it up, it's all you, you can survive that problem. Right. Well, if you don't have Van Dyke to clean that up, and then you don't have any recognized center back to clean up that problem, it's it just right. multiplies. And then of course, you know, Fabinho and Jordan Henderson have to drop into center uh, into center defense. Well, you don't you lose what right. they do in midfield. And so they they do have, you know, they did have Tiago Alcantara, but that signing who they did sign in the summer, but that signing right. just hasn't worked. He doesn't really he doesn't really seem to fit in a Klopp system at this point. Right. He's definitely much more of a possession player. And I, I think people thought he would because that the Bayern team he used to play for does press, but it's clear he just it's hasn't. It's not the same hasn't. level, right? And it's not the same level. And they must, I think they press differently. I mean, I guess I don't know about those indi- like pressing tactics individually, yeah. but it's just clear it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same. And he doesn't have those same guys. And so he just, I mean, Tiago did spend some of the season injured. So he hasn't even had the same amount of time mm-hmm. to adjust to his teammates, but it's just, it's just not the same. And then they're playing young guys. So, you know, I know Curtis Jones did, as I mentioned, had a good match against Leipzig, but. You right. can't count on him. We, he's too young to count on week in, week out. He's not there yet. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and with all, with their other issues. And so that basically creates these huge problems. And, you know, you've had Firmino drop off a little bit. And so you just, the, I think the front three is still pretty scary, but I think even that little bit of a drop off is like really huge, especially when you're deep, when your defense is, right. is that much worse. And, but I mean, if you do look at the offensive statistics, they're basically the second best team after city and offense, but then you look at their defense and it's, there's yeah. been a real drop off. And so, you know, I, I, I mean, I think it's reasonable to say that assuming next season, these players come back, that they'll be okay. Right. But of course the assumption with that is, is their manager plays a really, really aggressive style. And he right. is so intense. Klopp, and he's known yeah. for everything being intense. And, right. and even he has tried to rein it back because, you know, he used to be at Borussia Dortmund. So the previous place right. where he was the manager in Germany, he's a German guy. Um, he played a really intense style and then the team just broke. They all got tired and it just, everything fell apart. Yeah. So you can, this is one of the things I wanted to ask you as well with this, because it doesn't like they, they peaked. I, I feel that Liverpool at its like top of the top peak, like they're, they were still the best team for like the three, four years in the big, in the past, but like the top of the top peak was like the last two years to me yeah. for them, their own peak. Do you, and do you think that is sustainable for a long time, considering the toll it takes, the kind of pressing they do, and with with the transitions that they have, which is so so much like pace oriented and like the in terms of offense? Like, do you think that is sustainable? Looking at like Dortmund's history with Klopp, 
So I think it's pretty clear that Klopp has tried to change the system to try to make it more sustainable. So if you right. watched uh, particularly Premier League matches last year, they would they would play really intense. And then once they're leading, once they're winning, they would right. put their foot off the gas and try to play pretty defensive or play with defensive possession. Right. Um, but I think that, I, I, I mean, you know, it's kind of whether it's luck or not, you know, it's kind of whether these injuries are luck. So for example, Virgil van Dijk's injury happens regardless. You know, but it's okay. whether those other injuries are are or are not. And I guess I'm not I'm right. not a doctor. I can't really tell you. Right. I don't know. But if, if you you know the Liverpool fans I follow on Twitter definitely seem to be the opinion that the site the sort of cycle the cycle of this team is real is coming to an end. And so they might right. have you know one or two more years left in, in them, and then they're probably gonna have to refresh the team. Uh they're right. going to refresh some of the team. And I, I know you you do see Liverpool fans, oh, we should sell Mane, we should sell Salah, right. da da da. Right. They might have to make a pain make a painful decision like that to fund to right. fund their next their next cycle. Uh but I you know I I we'll see we'll see what decisions they make. <laughs> yeah. Salah has been flirting with a lot of teams in his yeah. press conferences. So yeah. They Liverpool were were like I mean they're still a good team, but Number six in the Premier League like right now. Lost three of the last five. So hopefully they can catch up. The season is a wash for them, Rasper Klopp. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, you just got to chalk it off to this. We just had one of the worst injury crises in our right. in the team's, in the club's history, yeah. probably. You know, yeah. it's like, I don't know, you know, across comparisons. It's like when it basically like have playing with a, a third string quarterback or something yeah. in the NFL, <laughs> essentially. It's like you can, right. like it's, you just can't do anything at that point. Your team just can't right. do anything. You just got to call it. You got to call it a wash. And yeah. so, you know, so, but I think they're fine. I, I would predict they'll finish top four. I mean, I think from the I little guess. statistical analysis, I understand. I mean, basically looking at their right. XG, uh, next, the ex- expected goals difference. Uh, for those who right. don't know, expected goals is basically every team takes a shot and there's a, a number assigned to the likelihood of that shot scoring a goal. And so they, they yeah. measure the number of shots you take, the, the likelihood, the probability that it will score. Versus the sh- right. number of shots the other team takes and the likelihood those t- shots will go in and then compare them. And so basically the difference between the- those numbers, Liverpool's doing fine. Uh, right. You know, they're not the-, the best team in the Premier League, but they're Champions League level. So they're top right. four in the Premier League level, meaning. Right. meaning. And so when you get in the Champions League, and for those who don't know, the Champions League is you play against other top European teams, but you make a ton of money doing it. So it's a huge right. advantage in England because you get a stream of revenue that other clubs don't get. Right. And so, uh, and so, I mean, Liverpool is not in that top four right now. And today uh, they've lost to Everton, which is the first, which is their biggest rival. It's the first time Mm. in 10 years. So it's pretty depressing, I think, but, but I, I would expect, I mean, I would expect them to be in the top four. You never know. So. Right. That's cool. That's cool. Right now. I think the ranking is city United, I believe and Leicester and Chelsea top four. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the top four is for Europe, Europa spot. Yeah. Um, yes. So Arsenal is, and I, I wanted to. All right, this, this is on, my team. So we, we can, because yeah, it's we number cry 10. about my team want, now. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's it's. I mean, basically, it's years and years of poor team building, and and uh, it's kind of one of those things that happens little by little, and then all at once, you know. So, so there's kind of little Arteta. little drops and little drops. Sorry. So Nate to Nate to Mikel Arteta already, or? Well, I mean. I mean, it's complicated. I mean, I don't, we could do a forty-five, hour, you know, a couple two-hour minute, two-hour podcast on this. But right. uh, you know, I mean, I think it started a few years ago, and I think to make a cross-sport comparison, the manager Arsene Wenger, who'd been there twenty years, 
He was right. basically both the both the coach and the man and the general manager. So somebody like you know how like I think uh, Doc Rivers was for the Clippers or Stan Van Gundy I think was for the Magic. And of course Magic. those situations, yeah, those situations didn't work out right because one guy can't do both. And well, it was really similar to Vanger. It was kind of you know kind of by the end he was doing both things and he couldn't he wasn't really doing a good job. There were tons of terrible moves. Um, right. I mean I don't know if we can go through all of them. I don't. I think I would just cry too much. Um, right. And, and Arteta, I, I think as a manager has been okay. I mean, I think he's been fine. I'm not huge against him, uh, huge, huge against him. I think he, he looked at the team and said, our defense is terrible. The people that we have bought on this team to play defense are not good at defending. Right. And he decided we're going to play conservative style in order to cover for their problems. And I think that's a fine decision. And, and of course, playing conservative style means they're not going to be able to score as much because they don't take risks in attack. Um, right. And so, and I think that's, that's a defensible decision because, because I mean, it's the defenders were really, were, are really terrible. It's slightly better this season with the addition of Gabriel Magalhães uh, as a Brazilian center back. Uh, but really it's, 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 the team is, is it's just poorly constructed. It's there's, I believe what I would consider five top four level players. Um, and that's, you know, the, the goalkeeper, Bern Leno, uh, Gabriel Magalhães, the center back, uh, Kieran right. Tierney, a left back, but he's been injured a lot. Thomas Partey, who right, they got right. in Atletico this year. And then Bukayo Saka, who's a guy people should watch, who's like a uh, quite young, one of the top young players in the world who plays for Arsenal, Bukayo Saka. He'll be, he'll be a name people will be hearing, probably sold by Arsenal to somebody else, probably City or somebody like that. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, so. Anyway. Uh, top, top two. So rebuilding season is in the horizon. For a couple of years, I think it's gonna be a couple of rebuilding years. seasons. It's not. Just, it's not just this year. It's it's gonna be a couple and of years. To be fair, it has been going on since '02, but yeah. Oh. '02. '02. was that? Oh, Vincibles was '04. Oh, I think it was '04. '04. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they haven't won a league title since then. It's you know, which is partially on Wenger. Yeah. I mean, you know, we we can talk about the years I think they should have won, but you guys have me cry, cry, and cry, and cry some more. So (laughs) I know you Um, you still think the '06 Champions League was Arsenal's if if it wasn't the red card, but yeah. I mean, well, I mean, even with the red card, Henri had those chances and he didn't take them. So it's it's still sad to think about. So anyway, yeah, you know, yeah, cool. Excited! This was really fun. I enjoyed uh, it. I was just sitting back and yeah. listening. I was just like yeah. a spectator. I loved it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sam yeah, has all great to be here on soccer and yeah, especially with this lockdown. I just watch even more and more because I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> just at all, but nothing else to do. Pretty much. Yeah. So, all, all right. Thank you, Sam. Thank you very cool. much. Great, great talk to you guys. All right. Yeah. Thanks, all right. thanks, dude. Yeah. All right. Favorite part of the show. I love this part. Uh, for our closest segment, I think we should do unpopular opinion. I think it's been a while since we do that. And okay. I'm, I'm passing it over right. to you, Sakshin. What's your unpopular opinion right now? I think I'm I'm sorry, okay. I'm sorry to you. I'm sorry to millions of people on this planet. I know it's gonna hurt a lot of feelings. But here we go. So there's a show. There's a TV show. Uh it's on Hulu. Um and it goes by the name of This Is Us. Oh, my God. I think that show is kind of trash. That show is is a little garbage. I, it has not been... 
it was hyped up to me so much by you and other friends and it's what what is so good about that there's nothing going on on that like every single single thing is predictable like the first season of a first episode i saw like oh that that baby was like they left a baby in the hospital and like that guy is looking at the window and he, he one of his own baby died during the delivery like obviously he's going to bring that baby home like come on like what how is you, that like they're just forcing how do you hate a show that grabs the heart that makes you cry and think about your own life how, I don't it's so how, forced you have no heart if you if you don't if you watch this as us <laughs> and you get pissed off Something's really wrong with you. I feel like you hate teddy bears. Like that is how you <laughs> how you hate this is us. Teddy bears are creepy though, but that's a different thing. Oh my god. You know what? I'm respected. That's yours. All right. Mine it might piss off a lot of people, which I don't care. I feel like Jennifer Lopez is overrated to, in my opinion. I feel like what? she cannot sing. She danced in one on. two step. I'm sick and tired You're when she's on SNL. Canceled. She brings out that same green dress. You're gonna get canceled. You need a new stylist. Is I'm done with you. I really <laughs> feel like she's not a strong singer. When people, uh, she still songs from uh, 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 what do you call? Uh, no, Jennifer yeah, those Lopez. are gems. That's what they're called, gems. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> get just get loud. She plays the same music all who, over again. Who was invited she, to the inauguration? Huh? You said what? Who was invited to the inauguration? J-Lo. She was the only one who was desperate enough to go there. I feel like anyone <laughs> who went there was just desperate to be seen. But anyways, I feel like Jennifer Lopez is annoying. She's overrated. I think her time Why has she come. Annoying, though? She needs to retire that green dress. We get it. That's your favorite dress. Get a new stylist. <laughs> it's over. That's, wow. that's just me. Jennifer Lopez. Bye. I never knew that someone hated jennifer lopez as uh, lopez as much as you do but you hate this is us and, and i hate jennifer lopez i think i think jlo is uh an international treasure not just a national treasure one of those who you know in, has Look, been you lost in, for work. You one of those who, who are I I I'm gonna say like I I was gonna say I I wanted to say it in a very professional way. It's one of the she's one of those who were liked by m- more than one generation in my family. So <laughs> I nah. think she's Jennifer Lopez. Like I don't it, know what there's something about her. It seems <laughs> fake, and I see the BS, <laughs> and she can't bring that around me because I'm gonna call her out. I'm like you fake, you fake. She she might not be as real as Shakira or Beyonce, but Shakira, she is okay. That's my girl. No, I'll fight <laughs> yeah. anybody who talks about Shakira. No, no, Shakira. Everyone loves Shakira, including myself. So that's not a debate. All but right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think yeah, it was good. I mean, I would always love J Lo, and I know you will always love This Is Us. So I sure will. I think I think I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right, good 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 show, good show. I'll see you next week. Awesome, Jane. Thank you so much. See you. See you next time. Bye. Bye.